Thank God for mercy. Thank God for life. It's another beautiful morning and I want to say good morning, my very beautiful listener. I want to thank you for um, clicking onto this podcast and I want you to do something. I want you to go out today with a very positive attitude, a can-do attitude. I'm not just saying a can-do attitude because um, that's what motivational speakers say every time. No, I'm saying you should face today with a very good attitude. Not this, I can't do this. I, I can't accomplish this. Face today with, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. That's the attitude I want you to face today with. All right. So there's something I'm practicing, I'm doing. Um, I'm learning to practice everything I learn. Um, not just, um, I, I just don't want to hear a word and learn it and say, ah, this is true and don't put myself to the test. That's to practice it. So when I hear something, I want to meditate on it again after that time and try to practice it. So the thing is this, I try to turn every lesson into an action word that I would have to do. So for example, yesterday we read about um, listening to your heart. Yeah, I think that was what we read yesterday. And we talked about listening to your heart. Yes, listen to your heart. And uh, there are some lessons we pointed out, right? How to train your heart, how to fill your heart with the word of God and all of that. So what I, I would do or the point, the action point I made out of that is that in every day, I would take some time to listen, to hear what my heart is saying about the situation. So I get into a situation, for example, and I stop and ask myself, what are you saying? Like, what are you saying, Amici? What's your spirit saying? Can you try and listen to what your spirit is saying? I don't just um, assume I know what to do. I would pause and ask myself, what is your spirit? What are you saying on the inside, Amici? And when I find out what I'm saying, I would um, try to do it. So, you know, practice, they say, makes perfect, all right? You cannot become a master if you don't practice um over and over and over again and sometimes when you practice you fail you know yesterday when we were reading um he said that the fact that you um you the phone rang and you wanted to pick the phone and you fell down doesn't mean you stay down there you still get up and go ahead to pick the phone or answer the phone call the same is true with spiritual exercises all right you exercise yourself and when you fail you get up again and do it the same is true with also mental exercises just keep trying don't just learn and let it go learn and turn it into an action so what can i do now all right what can i do now to apply this thing what changes do i have to make now so that i can begin to apply um this thing so anyways that's by the way i just thought i should share that with you all right guys if you're joining my podcast for the first time my name is amichi victor okeke and this is voice of eden podcast i also want to say a very big thank you to every one of you who has been part of this for a while now um, thank you, Vivian. <laughs> I know you're going to listen to this. Thank you, Kenny. I know you're going to listen to this also. All right, guys, I'm really grateful. Thank you, Dubim. I know you, you're going to listen to this also. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. 
and um, this is just my little way of saying that God will bless you, reward you for every time you give in to listening. Sometimes uh, I must confess that it's because of you guys I keep doing this because I know um, somehow value has been gotten from what I do. So I just don't, um, I get tired sometimes. True. I get tired sometimes. <laughs> But either ways, anyways, so let's just go into reading chapter 28 of um, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. I mean, this is the second to the last chapter. And Vivian was saying we should do the appendix. I mean, I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll think about it. And if I can do that, then why not? We'll read through the appendix. All right, let's jump into chapter 28. Hello there friend, my name is Amechi and I'm the anchor voice of Eden. Aside that, I'm a pro graphics designer, I love to sing, I'm an author and I love Jesus. We are on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the word of God. Join us as we journey into God's rest. Chapter 28 How to Train the Human Spirit The Spirit of Man is the Candle of the Lord Proverbs 20, 27 The Lord enlightens us and guides us through our spirits. If that be the case, and it is, then we need to become more spirit conscious. We need to become more conscious of the fact that we are spirit beings and not just mental or physical beings. We need to train our spirits so they will become safer and safer guides. One thing which has held back the Christian world as a whole is that we are more physical conscious, body conscious, and more mental conscious, soul conscious than we are spirit conscious. We have developed the body and the soul, but we have left the spirit man almost untouched. I have a cassette teaching tape which has helped many Christians in this area. In one of our meetings, one young man I know quite well gave his testimony of how it has helped him. Just a few years ago, when he was 31 or 32, he went into business. He left his salaried job with a total of $5,500. He was single at that time and had to use his money for living expenses as well as for capital. At one point, his nest egg dwindled to $50. He gave this testimony. I listened to Brother Hagen's tape. There were three on faith and confession and one called How to Train the Human Spirit. I went to bed every night listening to that tape. I put it on in the morning and listened to it while I shaved. I listened to it over and over and over again, probably hundreds of times, until the message got into my spirit. Then by listening to my spirit and using my faith, my assets now total in excess of $30 million. This young man is only about 38 years old now. He's not a preacher, he's a businessman. He has told me how his spirit has spoken to him and told him how to invest and buy land. I will give the essence of the teaching contained on that cassette in this chapter, How to Train the Human Spirit. Your spirit can be educated just as your mind can be educated. Your spirit can be built up in strength and trained just as your body can be built and trained. Here are four rules by which you can train and develop your own human spirit. 1. By meditation on the word, by practicing the word, by giving the word first place, by instantly obeying the voice of your spirit. 
by meditation on the word of God. The most deeply spiritual men and women I know are those who give time to meditation in the word of God. You cannot develop spiritual wisdom without meditation. God made that fact known to Joshua just after the death of Moses at the very beginning of Joshua's ministry. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If God did not want Joshua to be prosperous, why did he tell him how to prosper? If he did not want him to succeed, why did he tell him how to have good success? He wanted Joshua to be successful and he wants you to be successful. Paraphrasing this truth in New Testament language, we would say, the word of God, particularly the New Testament, shall not depart out of your mouth, but meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. If you ever want to do anything great in life, if you ever want to amount to anything in life, take time to meditate in the word of God. Start out with at least 10 or 15 minutes a day, then increase the time. I left the last church I pastored in 1949 and I have been out in the field ministry ever since. I used to do much more fasting and a different kind of praying than I do now. You learn things as you go along. Running two services a day, which I always did, and sometimes three, takes a lot out of you physically as well as spiritually. I would teach every morning, pray out loud all afternoon, and teach every night. I ate only one meal a day during my meetings and by exerting so much physical energy, I would grow weak. Then two days a week were my fast days, Tuesday and Thursday. I ate no food and drank no water for 24 hours. One day the Lord said to me, I would rather you live a fasted life instead of having days and period of fasting. I said, what do you mean? I never heard anyone say that. The Lord said, instead of having certain days you fast and then going back and eating all you want, just live a fasted life. Fasting does not change me anyhow. I am the same before you fast, while you fast, and when you get through fasting. It does not change my word. It helps you keep your flesh under. So just don't ever eat all you want. Just keep your flesh under all the time. Then he said, don't spend all that time in the afternoon praying and wearing yourself out before the night service. Lie on the bed and meditate. So I began to lie there in the afternoon, meditating. And I got further meditating than I ever did praying and fasting. I grew more spiritually. That is what God is saying in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. I wanted to be prosperous in the ministry. And then thou shalt have good success. I wanted to have good success in the ministry. This works whether you are in the ministry, whether you raise cattle, sell automobiles, or whatever you do. The word of God shall not depart out of thy mouth. Talk about the word. But thou shalt meditate daring. Think on the word. The Hebrew word translated meditate also carries this thought with it. To mutter, mutter the word, speak it to yourself. The Lord led me, before I ever heard anyone teach on meditation, to lie on the bed and mutter the word. I just said it to myself and I would have some of the most tremendous services. I developed myself spiritually and at the same time conserved my physical strength. I like another translation of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. The last phrase reads like this. You shall be able to deal wisely in the affairs of life. You could not have good success if you did not know how to deal wisely in the affairs of life. How can you know how to deal wisely in the affairs of life? 
because you meditate in the word of God and walk in the light of that word. Practicing the word. Practicing the word means being a doer of the word. James chapter 1 verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. We have many talkers of the word and even many rejoicers of the word, but we do not have many doers of the word. Begin to practice being a doer of the word by doing in all circumstances what the word tells you to do. Some have thought that being a doer of the word meant to keep the Ten Commandments. That is not what James chapter 1 verse 22 means. After all, under the new covenant, we have but one commandment, the commandment of love. Jesus said, A new commandment I give you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. John chapter 13 verse 34 A doer of the word will do that. If you love someone, you won't steal from them. You won't lie about them. The New Testament says that love is the fulfilling of the law. If you walk in love, you won't break any law that was given to curb sin. Being a doer of the word means that you are to do primarily what is written in the epistle. They are the letters written to us, the church. As an example of doing the word, let us look at some instructions given to us in one of the epistles. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So do that. Now we don't mind practicing part of this verse, the part that says to pray. But if you practice just that part and not the first part, you are not practicing the word. You are not a doer of the word. The Amplified Translation of Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 begins, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. First, we are told not to fret. If you are going to fret and have anxieties, it will do no good to make requests. That kind of praying does not work. An over-anxious prayer full of fretfulness does not work. I felt very sorry for a minister who came to me some years ago. But sometimes it doesn't give a man the answer just to sympathize with him. His life was full of storms and tests. His stomach was upset. He couldn't keep down what he ate. He couldn't sleep. His nerves were shot because of a particular incident. He came to me for help. I began to tell him what the word said and how to pray about this circumstance. When I encouraged him to take the scripture and do it, he rebelled. He said, Oh yes, but everyone doesn't have the faith that you have. I told him it was not a matter of having a lot of faith, but a matter of endeavoring to practice the word. I told him if he practiced the word, his faith would be built up. And I told him how to practice this particular verse. When I get alone, I read this verse aloud and tell the Lord, that his word is true and I believe it. I told this minister that he would be tempted to say he couldn't help worrying and fretting, but that God had not asked us to do something we cannot do. When God said not to fret, that means we can keep from fretting and being anxious. God is a just God and he will not ask you to do something you cannot do. When I first began practicing this verse, it was easy to believe that I could make my requests known unto God, but it was hard to believe that I could not fret. However, since God says we don't have to fret, then I would say, I refuse to fret or have any anxiety about anything. I tell the Lord that I bring my request unto him. Then I thank him for the answer. This quiets my spirit and pacifies the troubled spirits the devil tries to make me have. Then I would go about my business. Before I knew it, however, the devil was trying to get me to fret again. I would simply go right back and read this verse again and keep claiming it. This minister began to practice Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. He told me later that the problem worked out and did not get as big as he was expecting. He was about to be sued over a certain matter, but God helped him out of it. 
It is possible to become so fretful over something that we cannot eat or sleep. But all you have to do is practice the word and you will get results. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 is a result of practicing Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 7 And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Many people want what verse 7 talks about, but they don't want to practice what verse 6 says to do to get it. The Amplified Translation of verse 7 says, And God's peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. God's peace will keep guard over your heart and your mind. But can you reap this result and have this peace without being a doer of the word? No, you really cannot. Verse 6 tells us not to fret. People who worry and fret con continually think on the wrong side of life. Verse 8 tells us what we are to think about. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think of these things. Do verse 8. Practice this verse. Think about the right things. Many people think about the wrong things. You know what they think about because of what they talk about. The Bible says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Matthew 12, 34. They continually worry and fret and think of the wrong side of life. And they continually talk unbelief. You cannot be a doer of the word and continue to talk unbelief. The more you talk about some things, the bigger they get. If something does not meet all of these qualifications, it is not true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report. Do not think about it and do not talk about it. The Amplified Translation of 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7 reads, Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. I have found through the years that most of the stories I have heard about people do not even meet the first qualification. They are not even true. So don't talk about the stories you hear. Don't even think about them. Some things you hear might even be true, but they might not be pure and lovely and notice this of a good report. Therefore, you are not to think about them. By thinking about such things, we give place to the devil. His greatest weapon is the power of suggestion. He is ever endeavoring to enter our thought life. That is why we are told in God's word to think of these things. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Particularly in this epistle, God the Holy Spirit is speaking to the church. So meditate on these letters and what he has to say and be a doer of the word. You will grow spiritually. Give the word first place. The training, the developing, the educating of our spirit comes by giving the word of God first place in our lives. Proverbs chapter 4, 20-22 My son, attend to my words, incline thy heart unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes, keep them in the midst of thy heart, for their life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. God says in this passage, Attend to my words, give heed to them, put them first. Incline thy ears unto my seeing. Listen to what I have to say. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep looking at the word of God. Keep them, my word, in your heart. There are rich dividends for doing this. Why is it that God tells us to put his word first and to listen to what he has to say? To keep looking at his word and to keep his word in our hearts. It is because they, his words, are life unto those who find them and health unto all their flesh. 
The margin of the King James says the word translated health is the Hebrew word for medicine. His word is medicine to all their flesh. There is healing in the word. In the 12 years I pastored, there were church members who would get sick, go to the hospital and then ask for prayer. I'm not saying it is wrong to have a doctor, certainly not. We believe in the hospitals and doctors, thank God for them. But I am saying, why not put God's word first? Sometimes as a last resort, Christians will turn to the word. A Baptist minister who didn't even particularly believe in divine healing at the time, told of how he had had problems with his stone cells. His doctor kept insisting that they be removed, so the date was finally set for his stone cells to be removed. It was his family's custom to read the Bible and pray together each morning before the children went to school. On the very day this minister was scheduled to enter the hospital, this family daily scripture passage was one which tells of King Asa, who got a disease in his feet and instead of seeking the Lord, he sought physicians and he died. 2 Chronicles 16, 12-13 The minister said he was struck by this. He realized that he had not even prayed about his tonsils. He shared this with his wife and children and asked that they pray together about his tonsils. When they prayed, the Lord told him not to have them removed. To his astonishment, the Lord healed the tonsils and he has had no more trouble with them. There's a lesson to be learned here. The Bible does not imply that King Asa died because he put his physicians first. However, it does imply that he should have put the Lord first. We should train ourselves to put the Lord first. We should train ourselves to ask ourselves concerning any matter, what does God's word have to say about this? We should ask ourselves what does God has to say about anything that may come up in our lives and then put that word first. Sometimes families and friends will try to push you into things, but you need to think about what the word of God says. Put God's word first in every area of your life. Instantly obey the word of your spirit. The human spirit has a voice. We call that voice conscience. Sometimes we call it intuition an inner voice or guidance. The world calls it a hunch, but what it is, is your spirit speaking to you. Every man's spirit, saved or unsaved, has a voice. The human spirit, as we have seen in previous chapters, is a spiritual man, a spirit man, an inward hidden man. He is hidden to the physical senses. You cannot see him with the physical eyes, nor touch him with your physical hands. This is the man who had become a new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 When a man is born again, his spirit becomes a new spirit. God prophesied through both Isaiah and Jeremiah that the time would come when he would take the old stony heart out of men and put a new one. He said that he would put his spirit into us. Under the new covenant, the new birth became available. The new birth is a rebirth of the human spirit. As 2 Corinthians 5 17 tells us, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, everything that was old in his spirit. The old nature is taken away and all things have become new. As you give this newborn spirit the privilege of meditating on the word of God, the word becomes the source of its information. Your spirit will become strong and the inward voice of your conscience, educated in the spirit, will become a true guide. Did you notice that meditation in the word, practicing the word, giving the word first place, all comes before obeying your spirit? You see, if your spirit has had the privilege of meditating in the word, of practicing the word, of putting the word first, then your spirit is an authoritative guide. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Proverbs 20 verse 27 Your newborn spirit has within it the life and nature of God. The Holy Spirit dwells within your spirit. Greater is he that is in you 
than he that is in the world. 1 John 4 verse 4 The Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit. God has to communicate with you through your spirit because that is where he is. Your spirit gets its information through him. Learn to obey the voice of your spirit. If you are not accustomed to doing that, of course, you will not get there quickly. As we have said, your spirit can be built up and strengthened just as your body can be built up and strengthened. Your spirit can be educated just as your mind can be educated. But just as you did not begin school in the first grade one week and graduate from the 12th grade the next week, your spirit will not be educated and trained overnight. However, if you will follow these four points and practice them, after a while, you can know the will of God the Father even in the minor details of life. You will receive guidance and will always instantly get either a yes or a no. You will know in your spirit what you should do in all the affairs of life. Alright guys, so thank you. That's the end of chapter 28. That was a long read, but it was worth the wait. You know, I, I said we had to wait for today to read chapter 28. I believe it was worth the wait. Um, I wouldn't say so much because um, there were a lot of things I read here that were powerful and um, instructive. But the major thing I'm going to do is just highlight the four lessons we learned from this chapter, which is to meditate on the word, which is to practice the word, and which is giving the word first place and then instantly obeying the voice of your spirit. You know, yesterday we learned that your spirit has to be a newborn. Your spirit has to carry the word of God. Your spirit has to um, be um, carry God's presence for you to be able to follow your heart. You need to delight yourself in him. And there is no way you um, can practice, meditate, and give God's word first place and yet not delight yourself in the word. The only thing that can even make you do practice, meditate, and, and give his word first place is if you delight yourself in him. And sometimes you may not really start by enjoying it. But trust me, um, when you start, you will begin to enjoy it. Someone said that sometimes when you sit down and with your pen and your paper, with your Bible, the Holy Spirit will not just tell you things to write. Sometimes he will tell you things because you are writing and not just tell you things to write. So I'm saying you, you may not necessarily start by desiring and loving him and loving the word, studying the word. It may not come as a result of your, because you now delight in him. But when you start studying the word, practicing that, meditating on the word and giving the word first place, you would notice that you begin to delight in the word of God. Alright, so like I said, I'm presently practicing uh, meditating on the word. Sometimes I am not available because I am meditating on the word of God. I pick a scripture and I chew it. I just sit down and think of it over and over and over again and over again you know i also said we should learn to practice the word when you hear a thing turn it into an action word and see this thing this instruction is for you amichi so you have to practice it do it and then practice it and then also learn to give the word first place in your life anyways i think we should all spend time to go over this chapter and read it over and over again 
because I believe there are a lot of things that were said here that I can't even begin to overemphasize right now. All right. So thank you so much, guys. And we've gotten to the 28th chapter. That's some, that's some great journey we traveled together. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow where we'll read the last chapter. <laughs> we'll decide if we'll go through the appendix. God bless you and have a beautiful Thursday. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Voice of Eden podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. Kindly follow us on social media at Voice of Eden. Share with your friends and keep God first.